This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace has beautiful templates and allows you to customize anything so you can easily make the website of your dreams. Yeah, literally anything. If you want to get in there and get your hands dirty with some code, you can, but you certainly don't have to. Nope, and they've got an award-winning customer support team. Yeah, they're going to help. So you're going to go to squarespace.com slash spilled and sign up for a free trial. That's squarespace.com slash spilled. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code spilled to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. And this week we're talking about nectarines. Yes, we are. But first. But first, we're introducing a new segment here on the show. It's called Corrections Corner. It's all about the prison system. (laughs) No. And also, we lifted the name directly from My Favorite Murder. Is that right? Okay. Cool. Anyway, no. um, On the uh, ice cream without a stick. Yes, Warden Molly. Warden Molly. No. Nonstick ice cream treats. Yeah, nonstick ice cream treats. We were talking about mochi ice cream, and I was trying to describe the texture, but I described them in a way that I, I think is problematic and sounded like a poorly informed white person. Um, and I let it go by without saying anything, which I think gives me equal culpability. Yeah. And- which is why we both find ourselves in Corrections Corner, which is what we call prison. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to say here- Next week's Corrections Corner will be about how we were making fun of it, like incarceration. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway, but, um, you know, here on Spill Milk, we are always striving to be uh, an inclusive comedy show. Yeah. All this to say, you know, sometimes we make mistakes and we try to correct them. And thanks for listening yeah. and learning with us. No, and I mean, I think like, uh, you know, we are a couple of white people, we white are. American people. There is absolutely no denying And it. that means, uh, you know, we have, we're, it means we are guaranteed to say some problematic things. And I think like when we do that, we want to be held to account for it and, uh, you know, apologize when we screwed up. Anyway, I apologize for saying an insensitive thing and I'm going to do better. Me too. Well, on that note... We are going to talk about nectarines. A.K.A. the 
fuzzless cyst of peaches. Yes. Nope, no one's ever said that. No, I learned that they're sometimes referred to as a shaved peach. No. Yes, that's what Wikipedia said. A shaved peach or a fuzzless peach. Um, yeah, so um, wife of the show, Lori, seemed to, seemed to think that we were just going to talk like, like shaving jokes the whole episode. I mean, probably not, but, probably. but maybe a few. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, but I don't I don't want to let her down if that's what she was hoping for. Yeah. You know, it's too bad we don't have Gillette as a sponsor for this show. That is too bad. And it's too bad you didn't bring a fuzzy peach so we could try <laughs> shaving it with a Gillette brand razor. <laughs> Who is not a sponsor of this show. <laughs> no. Uh, didn't we once have Harry's as a sponsor? We did. We should have done peaches on that episode. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, uh, Matthew, do you have any nectarines on your memory lane? So... I don't think I really distinguish strongly between nectarines and peaches this when I was a kid. To me. I mean, not that I didn't know the difference. It's just that, like, I wasn't responsible for, for the fruit buying decisions yeah. in the family. I was not the fruit yeah. procurer. Yeah, me neither. Um, and so, you know, if uh, if a parent presented me with a sliced peach or nectarine or other stone fruit, I would just eat what was on the plate. Yeah. I remember my mom, I, I think I remember my mom, uh, mother of oh, the I show, remember your mom too. Tony Weisenberg. Yeah. I remember her mentioning to me that I think she had a preference for nectarines when I was a kid or something. Or It's like, do you remember how, didn't we do an escarole show and I talked yes. about how my mom like somehow told me she didn't like escarole when and I was a kid? didn't you once say your dad was a radicchio man? No, he was an endive man. <laughs> he was an endive man, sorry. Yeah. But anyway, um, like uh, there are funny things like parents, beware the things that you say your kids notice and like they hang what? on to. Well, like my mom said when I was a kid that she didn't like escarole. Oh, OK. A- and for years I avoided escarole. Now my mother and I both love escarole and buy it all the time. I don't know what she was thinking and neither does she. Mother oh. of the show, Tony Weisenberg, I think she would be OK with my saying that she did not. Sh- she. She does not know what she was thinking. Is this a corrections corner on behalf of your mom? Yeah. Anyway, but uh, I think my mom told me as a kid that she preferred nectarines. And I do remember, I have a, a memory of standing in the kitchen of the house that we lived in when I was a little kid, which had these kind of like, um, these like painted wood cabinet doors that were kind of this ugly putty color. And those like wrought iron cabinet handles that like, I don't know, they feel like they came out of a ski chalet or something. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. You know? Anyway, I, I remember being in that kitchen and... Love hanging out at the ski chalet. So many fond memories. And I remember it had a tiled countertop, you know, where like all the food would settle into the grouts. <laughs> oh, gross. Grouts. I don't think you're supposed to Why? use grout as a plural. No, but... And, and I think we may have talked about this before, but how did grout get to be called grout? Like, it sounds like something that's already gross. It does. Right? It does. It feels like the word itself is warning you, like, don't put this on your kitchen counter. Yes. And yet that's all people do with it. Or, right. or their shower. That's true. That's splash true. zone. What do you call it? <laughs> splash zone. <laughs> Called the splash zone. Splash zone. <laughs> Just like at a Gallagher show. Yeah. Anyway, so or SeaWorld. <laughs> so yeah, I remember my mom cutting up nectarines. I also remember when I was old enough to start buying my own fruit. Uh-huh. Like, oh, that's w- a big step in, <laughs> in a young woman's life. <laughs> yeah, you know, I went out and got a job at a certain point just so I could buy my own fruit. Uh-huh. Now, I remember, like, you know, being in my first apartment as an adult, buying my own fruit, (laughs) and I remember coming home, and for some reason, I always wanted to cut up 
my nectarines and my peaches for that matter by like cutting uh, around the equator, not yep. not the equator, the but pole like pole to pole, pole to pole. Yeah, stem to stern or stem to blossom end. Yes. And and then wanting to sort of twist it. That's how I do it. Off the pit. Yeah. However, I encountered enough peaches and nectarines that were not freestone, that oh. were clingstone. And we'll get to this in a second. That I have stopped cutting up my peaches and nectarines huh. like that. Because it's just it's a recipe for like torn skin, juice going everywhere. Oh, I hate that recipe. I hate that recipe. <laughs> anyway, but so I don't know. Nectarines, I don't know I what, think was I, what I was expecting when I, when I started to make that recipe called torn <laughs> skin, but it didn't come out great. <laughs> anyway, I feel like nectarines are a fruit that I expect to just eat and to not cook, whereas yeah. peaches, I think of y- doing either with. Huh. Now, I, I just don't distinguish that strongly between peaches and nectarines, and I know- I do, big I, time. Yeah, no, I know you're going to lay into me for this. I am. Big time. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna uh, open up a recipe of torn skin on you. Yep. Wow, that was like a weird can of whoop ass. You're gonna tear me a new skin. It's like every couple of months or so, like I briefly boggle at the fact that like rip someone a new one became like a common everyday <laughs> phrase when it's like so violent. It's so gross. <laughs> it's, it's like violent and gross. And yet just like, you know, I can imagine my grandma saying it. Really? Not not with the, not like with the asshole in it, but just like, you know, rip someone a new one. Have tear we, ta- someone have a we new talked one. about yeah. some of my like uh, some of my family nannyisms, like things my grandmother used to say. No, but I want to hear so all my, of them. So my grandmother used to call. So my grandmother frequently used the word "yummy." Okay, that but she like would a use it. Kind of word. I've talked about this, haven't I? I think about so. reading love letters between my grandparents, <sighs> in which she referred to. She would sign the letters "your very own yummy." Oh wow! But she would also say things like, "If you were in a store and you were trying on a sweater." She would look at you and be like, oh, that color looks yummy on you, Mal. Wow. That's kind of hot, right? Like, <laughs> like she's going to eat it right off of you? It, well, I mean, just like referring to things as yummy seems to have like a sexual overtone, doesn't it? <laughs> no, like, not if you're... it's your grandmother talking about a sweater you're trying on. Well, no, but like if a, if a love letter assigned your very own yummy, well, I think there yes. are sexual implications. I think my grandparents were really into having sex. I mean, I'm basing this this guess. I mean, on to the be f- fair, a lot of people are into that. It's it's <laughs> no, a popular but activity. But like the, these people, they had seven children. Oh, okay, and, for and sure. Granted, this was this was also like my grandfather was also Catholic. Yeah. Okay. But also, like reading their love letters, like it was very thinly veiled, and this was in like the <laughs> like the, I loved it when you wore that thin veil. <laughs> Anyway, she also called children lamb. Like, hmm. oh, be a lamb and go. That's cute. That's so, it sounds like something from 200 years ago. Right? Yeah. Anyway, so we talk about nannyisms in my family. Also, if she was, if she was driving a car and she was driving through a yellow light, she would. Cross herself. No, she would make this like sound effect as she drove through it. This was her like nervous, please don't let the light turn red sound. Ninga, 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 ninga. <laughs> That's what she would do. She'd be driving through it and going, ninga, 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 ninga. And then uh, like uh, more recently, they've invented cars that just make that sound for you automatically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like how your car beeps when you start to drift into a different lane, yeah, right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's my car's way of going ninga, 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 ninga. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So yeah, I grew up, I think. I think I grew up with the idea that peaches were better than nectarines. 
I don't know how. I don't think anyone ever said this I to me explicitly. I think some people feel this way. I, I think I still feel it now, but I don't think I have any basis for saying that. All right. Well. Um, and we don't have any peaches here, so I'm just going to be eating some tasty nectarines. So we're not going to answer that question today either. Yeah. So, Matthew, you uh, had an interesting conversation with wife of the show, Lori, the other day. Okay. So uh, wife of the show, Lori, we were we were going for a walk. and I said we were going to do a nectarine episode. Um, and uh, and she said something like, yeah, what like what is the difference? Is there any difference between peaches and nectarines? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I've, I've often wondered that too. And then she went on, and what about apricots? And when you told me this the other day, I was thinking to myself, what, did, what was wife of the show Lori thinking? Like, I, I don't, I, uh, they, they, apricots are so clearly different. Well, Matthew, uh-huh. when I did some research for today's show, I found out that like Lori's question was kind of legit. Okay, in what way? Okay, well, so basically, apricots are the same genus. As okay. peaches and nectarines, but they're a different species. So if you look up on the internet, mm-hmm. maybe you've heard of it, apricots, you will find in like a description of apricots that they, they look like a small peach. I, I don't guess, think so, but though. they more oblong than a peach I, well, and like denser. Not always. Okay. They are, they're less juicy. They have less water in uh-huh. the flesh. Yeah. Um, they're smaller, but they have fuzz like peaches. That's true. But I don't know. I've just never thought of them as being similar. But they are because, Matthew. Yes. Let's get into this. Okay. 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 Can, I, can I ask a, a possibly like, thought-provoking, I mean, like, like a provocative question? That's the word I was looking oh, for. Oh, this um, sounds yummy. Yeah, how yummy am I? Are apricots any good? Yes. Like, dried apricots are good, but I've never had a fresh apricot that I liked. Oh, I've had fresh apricots that were good, but the window for them, it, it, it's like um, a 10-minute window of ripeness. Oh, it's one of those things. It's one of those things. Yeah, why bother? And uh, they are best cooked. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I no, have... I've had like an apricot jam or tart or something that was good. But I mean like like a you know when when I when I have a stone fruit I want to like pick it up and like take a bite out of it over the sink. Sometimes sometimes apricots are like that. Okay. I don't think we live in a great place for apricots. Okay. I'll be honest. If you ever get an apricot like that can you like rush over to yes. my house immediately? Yeah. yeah, I'll take a bite of it and then I'll be like, "Oh, oh, exactly. Matthew, yes, I'm yes. coming over." This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Yep. On Squarespace, you too can easily launch a website for your passion project. Yes. What's your passion project, Molly? Oh God, I was hoping you weren't going to ask. You know, oh, because it's something very private? My passion project is... Uh, passion fruit. Passion fruit, uh-huh. yes. And <laughs> how to grow it, how to harvest it, how and, to and then how, And different, with different it. words for it, like lily koi. Oh, is that a pa- I didn't even know that was yeah, a passion. Yeah, remember fruit. when we did a Hawaiian junk food yes. episode? Anyway, uh, it's this is all things passion fruit. You can find my passion fruit website by going to all things passion fruit mm-hmm. a, a domain name. I can't believe you got that domain name. I can't believe it was still available. But you know, you can get if the .com you want isn't available at Squarespace, you can get dozens of different top level domains. You oh could have, man! You could get um, Lil- lilykoi.ninja. You could get lilykoi.ninja. You could get uh, passion fruit lilykoi. Dot limo. Oh, awesome. Okay. So anyway, uh, if you want to make a website about your favorite tropical fruit, 
Or anything else. Or anything else. You can go to squarespace.com slash spilled for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code SPILLED at checkout to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. That's squarespace.com slash spilled, offer code SPILLED. This episode is brought to you by Left Field Farms. Left Field Farms is a refreshing new dairy brand founded on a left field thought. Just let the cow do its thing. So when I'm drinking my morning coffee (laughs) and I want to put something sweet and creamy in it, Mm -hmm. you know, I could reach for something that's like a powder or a mysterious liquid that I don't really know what's in it. But I would rather reach for something made with real milk and cream and cane sugar. Mm-hmm. And uh, Left Field Farms can give you that. Oh. These cows eat non-GMO feed. They get to hang out in the shade. They get to just be cows. And then, then when they have their picture taken and put on the Left Field Farms creamer bottle, an illustration of a teacup is put on their heads. Like they're wearing a little teacup hat. Yeah. Or it could even be a coffee cup. These are the luckiest cows in the world. Now, to be clear, uh, if you go visit Leftfield Farms, the cows are not forced to wear cups on their heads. No, it's this only is, the this illustration. This is purely a, yeah. a funny little Photoshop job. It's but it adorable. works for me. It's adorable. I want this in my fridge. Yep. And it's available in three flavors, sweet and creamy, vanilla, and caramel. And of course, Leftfield Farms also makes delicious regular milk. Yep. Next time you're in the dairy aisle, take a fresh look and choose Left Field Farms. Yeah, let's get into this. I have a sad fact to start with. Okay. Wikipedia does not give nectarines their own page. I I'll just I let mean, that sink in for a minute. Okay, I this is this kind of is what I suspected. Oh god, I never suspected this. I was scandalized. Usually when I'm doing research for the show, I'll type into Google something like nectarine yeah and usually like one of the first two things that comes up is a wikipedia link that did not happen in this one. Oh, but what did come up was encyclopedia britannica oh nice yes. i think we're is that a step up in the it world is. it's okay. a step up because all things british are classier sure right Right. So said. So say we all. I don't know if Encyclopedia Britannica is actually British it's, anymore. It's not. I think, but it, they spell Encyclopedia with the with a, a with the a e. Yeah. 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 What do you call that? The a and the a e. Ligature. Like, oh, well, yeah, with a ligature. Yeah. I. Oh God. I used to think those were so cool when I was yeah. a kid. I can't believe I just said that. Well, <laughs> as I was researching nectarines on Encyclopedia Britannica, I was feeling like, ooh, this this information is going to be very superior because of that because ligature. Of that ligature. Yes, I totally know what you mean. Okay, so anyway, nectarines are a genetic variant of peaches. They are the exact same species. Prunus Prunus persica. persica. Yeah, and they're all in the rose family, along with apricots, cherries, plums, and almonds. Yep. Yep. So anyway, nectarines and peaches are genetically identical, except for one single gene. Oh. MYB25. Oh. Mm -hmm. And the the oh here we're gonna get all science. Okay, so, I, so I had a so single much it's control it's a trade controlled by a single locus. By a single locus. The expression of a recessive allele mm-hmm. is responsible for the nectarine's lack of fuzzy trichomes, which are plant hairs. Oh nice. And that's what oh, so that's would you characteristic say, of peaches. Would you say a nectarine is glabrous? I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Hairless. Yeah. Uh, it a is. hairless plant. Yeah. So um anyway. 
it, this basically, you know, so sometimes, okay, so hold on. When peaches are crossed or like self-pollinated, okay. the resulting seeds that carry a recessive allele. Yeah. So like uh, in this case, it's G, G, lowercase G, lowercase G. Uh, like they give rise to nectarines. So if you had like a, a homozygous yeah. peach plant and you self-pollinated it, it would give rise to like three quarters peaches and one quarter nectarines? Probably. I can't remember all the- We um... will post a Punnett square on <laughs> yes, our website. Yes, Punnett squares. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> anyway, okay. So- Seeds that carry the recessive allele for smooth skin give rise to nectarines, while those that carry the dominant allele, so that would be like GG or G, lowercase g, yep. Yep, are peaches. Nectarines sometimes appear on peach trees. Okay. For this reason, nectarine trees are virtually indistinguishable from peach trees. Do we know if any of this affects flavor? Well, okay, so I found that there are two peach varieties that have a single nectarine gene. So does this mean that, that they're... Heterozygous, sure. Okay, the the types are autumn glow and encore, but they still count as peaches. But anyway, I somehow think these are tastier than normal peaches. Yeah, but if I mean, if they're heterozygous and they're self pollinating, like that's gonna that's gonna produce unless they're like cloning them, like with grafting, right? Um, then. I don't know how plant genetics. So wait, works. so hold on. So a peach that is heterozygous. Yeah. So like a big G, little G. A big G, little G. It's still gonna have fuzz, right? Yeah. Because it's the a dominant, dominant gene. Yeah. And so, anyway. Yeah. I mean, I think okay. fruits are not usually propagated sexually because you you're not looking for variation unless you're doing like. Well, they also can't developing. write love letters to each other. You're right. And say things like your and very yet, own yummy nectarine. I know. And yet, like, if you were if you were a, a a peach, like you would definitely use the word yummy in your love letters because what's yummier <laughs> than a peach or nectarine? Hold on, though. I interrupted you. What were you actually going to say? Oh, that that in if you're if you're growing uh. uh Plants like fruits or plants in general, probably you want to do you want to like propagate them asexually so you get more of the same thing rather than sexually so you get like variation, including stuff you don't want to sell. I have a question. Okay, I might probably most of what I know about plant grafting is from reading the wonderful book Oranges by John McPhee, of course, um, where he talks about how almost all citrus fruits are grown on the root stock of a sour orange. Oh, I don't then, I didn't remember that. Other I think it's sour orange. Sour orange. oranges are so good. I think it's sour orange. Are they or sour it's just some kind or bitter of bitter oranges. I'm not sure. Like a Seville orange. I think it's called a bitter orange, but it's actually sour. But anyway, so like limes are grown on like I guess at least some limes are grown on orange stock, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. How does this work? I don't know. So, like, if I had a really delicious nectarine, okay, and I am a nectarine farmer. Yeah. If I had a particularly delicious nectarine that, like, just showed up on one of my trees. It just came to town. No, let's say I'm a peach farmer. Let's I'm say Molly farmer. came running down the country road with a really delicious nectarine, nectarine in her and hand. I, and I'm a peach farmer. And you're so a this, peach this farmer. nectarine arose purely out of genetic variation in like the budding process. Okay. Okay. So let's say that I've got this delicious nectarine and I'm like, ooh, I want to make more of these. I want to do some grafting. How do I do that? Well, that, how does that work? Do I like take that branch? 
I don't know. I, I, well, it seems to me I that I would know. plant that seed. It seems to me that you would. But the problem is that that seed, I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, Matthew, we have, between not, us, we have two biology degrees. It's not what like is I wrong took like us? six genetics courses in college or anything. God. I mean, it's not like any listeners have access to my college transcript. Let's put it that way. Yeah, okay. So we'll never know. Okay. Plant breeders. Please. Please get in touch or or we could even like do some research ourselves and learn how this works. But basically, I, I know that there is there is a way to propagate a uh, plant asexually so you get more of the same thing uh, yeah. you've got. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously. Absolutely. I mean, that's how we wound up with so most limes today are seedless. Right, of course. Right. And and this happened through like propagating a right. certain so, so, seedless I mean, lime. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't reproduce naturally. Right. Sexual seedless. reproduction is only needed for making seeds. Yes. So if you're making more, you know, vegetative plant material and ovaries and stuff, which is what fruits are, mm-hmm. um, then you don't need you don't need sexual reproduction for that. Isn't it crazy? I mean, who needs sexual re- reproduction <laughs> anyway? Am I right? As we, but Matthew, as we've discussed, this show is music negative, That's right. sex positive. But so. we're also, I think, pro grafting. <laughs> we are pro grafting. And also pro graft. But how interesting that we have learned, hold on, just to go back to citrus for a second, that we have learned how to make ovaries without seeds, like seedless limes. Like, yep. there's a part of oranges where John McPhee talks about how after some sort of of uh, some something right. tragic to happened lime. to the lime to population. Hunting. They had to go seed hunting through like the equivalent of a semi full of lime pulp to find one seed to be able to start over again. Yeah, I, I believe the, this lime plant population. Seedless seedless fruits, I think, are usually are like have like an it's odd like number of end, chromosome end copies game. It's like or end something. stage capitalism right like they're it's just going to fade that, out that makes it uh, that makes seeds like abort yeah <laughs> this is a scientific term <laughs> i'm serious really yes huh interesting anyway so uh, but you can't make a seedless peach right i don't think so but i'm sure somebody's trying cuz like yeah hmm. I don't know how you could do that. I mean, well, then you would have to rename the whole category because a peach is a stone fruit. Right. So are nectarines, plums. Are cherries technically stone fruit if they have a Yeah, stone? totally. I mean, so, cher- cherries just like a little peach kind of. <laughs> I mean, in the sense that it's got like a little, you know, a little. It's got uh, the seam down the side. It's got the seam. It's got, it's got one big seed in the middle that has like a, a it's good hull. baked into pies. Yep. Well, yeah. So the seed, what we're, what we're talking about in a nectarine or a peach is actually. So when we're talking about the stone, we're actually talking about this hard covering over the seed, mm-hmm. which is often called a kernel. And the seed or the kernel looks like a small almond. What type of fruit are we talking about here? Is it like a pome or a droop or something? Oh, Jesus, Matthew. <laughs> I, I, it's not a pome because that's an apple. Anyway, uh, no, a poem is a piece of writing. That's it's, true. It, 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 is it contrasted with prose? Yeah, you could write a poem about. A, a, a nectarine. It would definitely use the word yummy a lot, <laughs> which is, I think, one of the best words to, to put in a, in a poem, poem, especially a haiku. Yeah. I I first learned about the word yummy from um, a William <laughs> Carlos Williams poem. Of course. I, I've eaten those yummy-ass plums <laughs> that you put in your yummy, yummy refrigerator. Sorry, they were yummy. <laughs> your very own yummy. <laughs> Sincerely, William Carlos. <laughs> yummy. <laughs> 
Anyway, so peaches and nectarines. I don't think we talk about any other stone fruits this way, but peaches or nectarines can be freestone or clingstone. Clingstone means that the fruit tends to cling to the stone. Which is really annoying. Which is really annoying and lends, it lends itself to torn skin. Oh, yes, like the famous recipe. Well, yeah. Or, uh, or freestone, which are often, you know, uh, touted on like, you know, grocery store signs and stuff like that because people like them for ease of preparation. However, a lot of people would say freestone stone fruit doesn't taste as good as clingstone. So I think of cling peaches as being uh, what they use for canned peaches. Yes, canned peaches are often just like labeled like cling peaches. I know we've talked about this before, but um, there's a local drugstore chain that often in their their, uh, circular advertises Lady Alberta peaches. Which, Which is a peach variety. Yeah, it's a, and, and like canned peaches. Um, but it's so fun to say Lady Alberta Peaches as if Peaches is her last name. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that June, um, so Ash as a joke. Daughter of the show. Daughter of the show. Uh, Ash, partner of the show, mm-hmm. uh, once gave me as, as, a, as a sort of joke gift a hobby horse. Nice. And um, anyway, June has now adopted it as her own. And June named it. <laughs> Weird. June named it as, June Named it Peaches Lulu Iceberg. Oh, yes. I did And the know name this. has actually stuck. Usually June is forever changing the names of her toys. But this name has stuck. I mean, two of those things are, are types of produce. Yeah. She truly is a daughter of the show. Yes, indeed. Um, so, Matthew, can we get down to eating these? Oh, please. Yeah, I can't believe we've gotten 20 minutes into the show and haven't cut into a nectarine. Okay, so... We keep talking about peaches, by the way, even though this is the nectarine episode. Well, so I guess they're, it turns they're, out it's the same thing. No, it's not the same thing. They taste really different. Do you have a preference? Of nectarines or peaches? Mm-hmm. Well, I think I have a peach preference, but I think I wouldn't be able to tell the difference in a blind tasting. Um, hold on. I want you to note the way I'm cutting this. You're sort of cutting around the seed I'm like now, you would with a mango. Yeah. Now I'm cutting around the stone. The stone, sorry. Yeah. So it gives these like very irregularly shaped pieces, but this way you don't have like, you know, this like very unsatisfying process of um trying to twist the fruit off the stone. So these are these are clingy nectarines. Uh, yeah, the these are clingy. These are I bought last Friday, so six days ago, from um, Collins mm. Family Farm, mm-hmm. which is uh, at the at a number of Seattle area farmers markets. I have a white yep. nectarine and a yellow nectarine, and I have carefully aged these for the past six days on my counter, wrapped in a brown paper bag. I I don't know if that's called aging when, when we're talking about fruit. <laughs> anyway, we have a yellow flesh here and yeah. we have white flesh. And I notice you've left the skin on. Um, oh, big I know time. some some people, including some people in my very own family, no. prefer their peaches and nectarines no. with the skin off. I disagree. I like skin on. Mm. 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 I love nectarines. I prefer them over peaches. I think they have like a spicier flavor. And I th- I like their like um, more firm, dense flesh texture. Okay. Producer Abby, we've now, this is the nectarine episode. We've also done a, a peach episode. Could you please make a note that I want us to do a nectarine versus peach blind tasting episode? Because my prediction is neither of us will be able to guess which is a peach and which is a nectarine. Well, I think we're going to have to do this next week. And who's going to, somebody's got to right. put the food into our mouths. Um, 
Yeah, well, um, maybe producer Abby. Maybe daughter of the show Iris, who's currently holed up in our bedroom listening to music. She's going to be back at school, though. I mean, we could take her out of school for this. Mm -hmm. It's pretty important. It's science. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, Um, we would have to take the skin off. I hereby make a prediction that we are going to be able to tell these apart. Um, Okay. And and my prediction is we're not. Do you want to make it interesting? Do you want to put like $5,000 on it? (laughs) No. (laughs) Me neither. Um, It's a terrible idea. So, Matthew... What do you think about yellow mm, versus mm, white mm. flesh nectarines? I feel like white flesh nectarines, mm. I think it tastes like eating a nectarine that that tastes also the way flowers smell. Mm, mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Do you know what I mean? You, you could also describe it as floral. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, that would be less poetic. Yeah. Like William Carlos Williams taught us. <laughs> Uh, more more words. Which the is, more words, the better the poem. Which is yummier? Yes. Um. So I think I find the yellow one yummier. I do too. I think the white peach is so delicate, but it lacks some of the zing. Uh, listeners, please know that Molly just called the nectarine a peach. No, no. <laughs> I think the white nectarine mm-hmm. is delicious. However, yeah, I like them both a lot. It is. Um, you know, Matthew, do you remember when we went to Tokyo and we ate those extremely expensive melon parfaits? Oh, yeah, I sure do. Do you remember do. how fragrant and floral the melon was? Yeah, I sure it was do. A, it was a green melon, like a like a honeydew type. Yeah, they called it musk melon. Yeah, and there was something about it that was likewise floral. And it was like so heady. Yes. and It that was like is, heady Lamar. That is what white nectarines remind me of and white peaches for that matter Mm -hmm. they're like heady Mm -hmm. but they don't have like a zing that yellow ones do yep they're a zingless heady peach nectarine (laughs) oh god so what do you do with your nectarines do you buy them um or do you buy peaches (laughs) no i steal them (laughs) i i like run by the collins family orchard stand with my with my uh bad hand held out i mean evil hand (laughs) And what you don't have one evil hand, and I just like grab as many as I can, and I'm I am in the wind. You mean you run like the wind? I think in the wind is a, is an expression. Three sheets to the wind. That's also an expression. Uh, yes, I am definitely drunk when I do this. You know that's, what? The that's white how I like get myself ready to commit crimes. The white nectarine doesn't taste as delicious after the yellow. The yellow but, just has more acidity to it. I was it. talking to this, talking about this recently with wife of the show, Lori, about how there are certain things that we tasted on the show, like in a tasting lineup scenario. Yeah. That we determined this was not good compared to other things. Like some I remember are um, uh, kettle chips and almond oh, roca. When we tasted them next to each other. Right. Well, next, next to, to other things. <laughs> when we tasted that, that show, we tasted kettle chips versus almond roca. Um, no, but. Right, yes. You know what I'm saying. But, like, and yet, like, if you gave me some kettle, a bag of kettle chips and some almond rocas, I would go to town. I'd be in the wind. Um, So I feel that way about this white nectarine. I'm a little sad we ate it next to a yellow nectarine because Mm -hmm. I think we would have, like, absolutely, like, yummied all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what we would have done. You're right. If we had only eaten the yellow. I mean the white nectarine. Yeah, and but the I mean, yellow—it's a shadow. I was going to say, and now, and now we've like eaten them all. But actually, there's still some like flesh clinging to the seed, the stone. Yeah. Um. So, do you ever? Mm. Do you ever cook nectarines? Mm, I 
have very rarely cooked peaches or nectarines. I really think of it as a thing. I either want it to be super ripe, and I, might, I always want it to be super ripe, yeah. and then I'm just going to eat it over the sink, and my family is just going to run. Because you're going to be like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> and like things are going to be dripping all over. I'm going to be yummying all over myself. Yeah. Um, I feel the same way. I... Well, for one thing, I don't really like peach-flavored things. Like um, peach-flavored yogurt, peach jam. I don't like uh, peach-flavored beverages. I don't yeah. like these things. Um, I've had a peach-flavored haichu that I really like. Why is there no nectarine-flavored stuff? Because I want to know how if I would like that any better than the peach-flavored I don't know. Stuff. I mean, it couldn't be that it's exactly the same flavor or anything. No, it is not the um, same flavor. Listeners, would you weigh in to li- in on this on facebook.com slash spilled milk podcast? Do nectarines and peaches taste the same? But we're still going to do the showdown. Yeah. So, um, I think, I think what we might need to do is so do you the do show the, off. you do the like slurping over the sink thing also? So here's the thing. Do you usually cut them up or do you bite right in? No, I bite right in. I have come to like cutting them up. Um, so, I mean, often, uh, like, uh, wife of the show, Lori, will, will cut up a peach at the table and just, and dole out slices, like, d- during oh, lunch God, or that something. That is such a wonderful, like, um, I have such comforting associations with the act of, like, a mother figure cutting up ripe fruit at the table and passing out slices to her family. My host mother in Paris used to do this at the end of meals when like she often baked and we would have a cake or something for dessert. But if we were just having fruit for dessert, she would bring a bowl of fruit to the table and she would peel it in her hand. Mm -hmm. Like um, regardless of what kind of fruit it was, she would peel an (laughs) apple with her hand. No, no, like with a paring, with a paring knife, with a paring knife. Um, Because sometimes a peach or nectarine is so ripe, you can peel it. With your with your fingers. I've never done that. Why would I do that? I, I don't know. I like the peel. I do too. I, I mean, I wouldn't like to eat the peel. The just peel's by got itself. a peel for me. <sighs> like potato skins got baked potato appeal because they're made with potatoes and skins, skins that, that are real. real. Anyway, so my host mother would sit there and cheddar she cheese would, and bacon, sour cream, chives, crispy baked potatoes. You won't. She would make your it eyes. look so easy the way that she would take a paring knife and peel a pear or cut up an apple in her hand. Yeah. And then she would hand it to her little boys who were the youngest of her four children. And there was something so beautiful and comforting about it. Like, yeah. So the thought of Lori sitting at the table and cutting up a peach or a nectarine and passing out slices to you guys is so somehow like the ultimate maternal gesture. Well, I think if there is a god, that's probably what she's like. That, yes. that she's like sort of a uh, a, a formless uh, uh, figure that that cuts up ripe fruit for you. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. And she is female. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Or p- probably genderless. I actually, think so. genderless. I just feel like that's a more evolved way to go. No, I think she's a guy with a beard. Great. You, a white, a you, white guy. You and a whole bunch of people. Uh-huh. Okay, great. So, um, what now? So, um, I don't know, more sacrilege, maybe? Perfect. This episode was brought to you by Left Field Farms. You know Left Field Farms. They are that new dairy brand with a left field idea. Just let the cow do its thing. Yep, less processed diet, makes delicious milk, and coffee creamer. And so next time you're in the dairy aisle, take a fresh look. And look for Left Field Farms.
Okay, so here we are at the end of this Nectarine episode. Yep. You can find us. But I like how we've set up a cliffhanger here, like sometime in the future, in the near future, possibly next week, there's going to be a peach versus nectarine blind Blind tasting. $5,000 is on the line. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) William Uh, Carlos Williams will be judging and also putting the... the, uh, the fruit in our mouth and cutting it up in a maternal way. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh my goodness. So, so the, the, the thing we think of as God is actually a dead poet. Oh, like in, like a, maybe it's a society of dead poets. Probably. Mm -hmm. Probably led by Ryan Williams. Ryan Williams. Yeah, Ryan Williams. (laughs) Robin Williams. (laughs) Who's Ryan Williams? I don't know. I mean, there's a there's a Robbie Williams, like the the. There's a Ryan Adams. Yeah, I was thinking Let's that see too. If we can think of all the Ryans with Gosling. last names that are actually sometimes first names. Gosling. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, you can uh, find us online. It's... Oh wait a minute! Wait, I for... never mind. I said everything I wanted. Okay, good. Okay. Uh, you can find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com, uh, where we will post. Uh, Punnett Square. Yeah, yeah. And um, um, producer Abby, could you please make a Punnett Square? <laughs> um, you can find us at facebook.com slash build milk podcast, where I guess we want to hear your opinion about uh, wh- what do you think is going to happen at the $5,000 peach versus nectarine showdown? Um, also, you can find us on Instagram mm-hmm. at spilled milk podcast um, on all of your favorite podcasting platforms mm-hmm. uh stitcher Castbox, apple podcasts overcast and hey uh, we haven't said this in a while but leaving a review for us on itunes or any of these other podcasting platforms is really helpful i don't really understand how but it helps people find us yeah if you're if you listen to us on overcast you can hit the recommend button that's a thing oh cool okay i, I use overcast Oh, I like it. Cool. I like the name. I, for a second, I thought you were just making up a new name. No, there's a lot like, of there's a lot of podcast ca- apps with cast in the name, like Downcast, um, Cast Off, Cast Away. Wait, you're making- <laughs> <laughs> cast Away. The the icon is just a little volleyball. <laughs> oh, if this doesn't exist, could someone please make a million dollars and it give us some? We get back some- to Harmon jokes. Yes. And until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Ryan Harmon. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's that's how it's done. Okay. All right, I think we're fine. (laughs) Is that called a sound cluck? That's called a sound cluck. Okay. Clucking, one, two, three. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.